Pastors Larry and Tiz Huck welcome you to another Larry Huck Ministries podcast. We pray this teaching will fill you with God's wisdom, anointing, and revelation knowledge. Thank you for your prayers and faithful support. Everyone standing in the presence of an almighty God. Just think of how far God has brought you. Just think of the devil who tried to assassinate you, but you're still here by the purposes of God. COVID can't take you. Government overreach can't take you. Cancer can't take you. Come on. Marital issues can't take you. The devil tried to stop you, but you're still here by divine assignment. Because God has a plan for your life. You didn't come this far to suffer. You didn't come this far to die. You didn't come this far for nothing. God brought you here for a time and a purpose. Come on, shout unto God. Give Him all the glory. Give Him the highest praise. Come on, shout like God brought you back from the dead. hands are lifted up all over the place. Father, we just want to thank you today for your presence that is in this house. Your glory is here, and God, we, we honor you this morning. We honor you, sir, and we thank you for meeting with your people who hunger and thirst for your righteousness, a people who have been called out of darkness into your marvelous light. And we thank you, Lord, for establishing a covenant with us that can never be broken. We thank you for saving us and delivering us. We thank you even for what you're doing in our lives right now, for delivering us from things that the enemy tried to set us up. But, Lord, we thank you that you have gone before us. You have gone before us to prepare the way that no plan of the enemy will be able to succeed against the people of God and no weapon formed against us shall be able to prosper. Show us your glory this morning. Show us your glory this morning. And we know that as we see you, we shall be changed. We shall be changed from glory to glory to glory to glory. And we will manifest this glory in the earth everywhere we go. Thank you for the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of Jesus. Thank you for opening the eyes of our hearts. To, God, I thank you, Lord, that the light is going to turn on on people this morning. The entrance of your word shall bring light today and remove all the darkness and the doubt and the uncertainty. I thank you, God, for a clarity that is coming to the people of God. I thank you for a clearness, Lord, and a straight track from heaven, God, released to us today. And we thank you and give you praise for every life that but shall be changed by your hand. Not the hand of a man, but the hand of El Shaddai, Almighty God. We give you praise and glory and thanks. Give him thanks one more time today. Come on, just 
Bless the name of God. Come on, lift your voice with a voice of triumph and shout unto God this morning. Hallelujah. Turn to the person next to you and say, you came to the right place. Thank you, worship team. Why don't you give the worship team a great God bless you for that was on that was fire today. They'll be back later. That was fire. How many sense the glory of God here? This is just going to increase. Let me. I, I just want to make an announcement to you. The flood is here. The flood of the glory of God is here. And he will not stop. It will increase. You're going to get up in the morning and feel like you're like 12 years old. Come on, somebody. <sighs> For those of you who may be 60. <laughs> Thank God for his presence. I want to welcome everyone here to New Beginnings. Those that are watching by stream, we welcome you. Pastor Ed and Cheryl in Portland, Oregon, in the Stream Church. We welcome them. Let's give them a God bless you. I want to just dive right into this thing because I don't have a lot of time. And you know, I, I believe there's coming a day that we're not going to even be concerned about the time clock because how many know revival is not confined to a time clock? I just, I thought I would just throw that one in, but I got to do what I'm told because pastor's watching. <laughs> Hi. So in January, can't believe, you know, it's already July. January, I preached a message on the power of the blood covenant. I don't know if some of you may remember that. And I, uh, you know, as usually the case with me, sometimes I don't get to finish that message, so it turns into a part two. Sometimes they've turned into part threes, but, you know. And so I, I gave my word that I would bring part two to you the next time I got to preach. Unfortunately, it's taken this long. I'm going to have to talk to the man and see what the problem is. Don't tell him I said that. So now that I've got your attention, I want to bring part two to you today, the power of the blood covenant. This is something that has literally transformed my life. And I want to first give honor to Brother Kenneth Copeland because this is where I learned this from. And if you've never listened to his teaching on the blood covenant, I, I highly encourage you to get it. As I began to learn about this in the 90s, and I began to listen, I would listen. And back then, we all, you know, it was in cassette tape. You know, some of you may not even know what a cassette tape is. You know, I mean, you got to Google it to find out what it is. So it was a, it was a, it was a series of tapes, and I would listen to this thing. Because how many know you got to get the Word of God in you? you got to take time. You know, when you, when you sit down at, to sit down at a restaurant and you eat a tomahawk steak, you want to savor every bite. Are you with me? You know, you don't want to just, you know, just, you know, like we used to do in basic training in the military because you only had so much time, man. You would scarf that food down so quick, quickly, and if you didn't finish, you were out of luck. 
But you, it takes time to get the word of God down in your spirit. And some people think, you know, well, I heard it once, I've got it. No, you got to get it down in you until it becomes a revelation. And when it becomes a revelation, it becomes a conviction. And when it becomes a conviction, you begin to see the manifestation of that word begin to happen in your everyday life. But it will not just happen by you cracking the Bible open every once in a while. And this has literally transformed every area of my life as a husband, as a father, as, a, as, an, as an evangelist, as a minister. Every area of my life has been affected by a revelation of the covenant that you and I have with God. Let's turn to the book of Genesis chapter 17, starting in verse 1. I got a feeling I'm not going to be able to finish this today. But I'm going to try to get through it as much as I can because there's a lot of material that I want to cover before we get there. When you get to Genesis chapter 17, shout, I'm with you. I'm going to take time to go through this, so I'm, I'm not going to preach too strong today because I want you to catch this. Because truth, listen to me, truth is more caught than it is taught. We're talking, about a, we're talking about revelation that will transform every area of your life. Every area where you will never be the same. When Abram, remember this is before he had the name change. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am almighty God, walk before me and be blameless. Let me just stop right there. Here he was, a pagan man. He was, he was not a God-fearing or a God-acknowledging man. He was a pagan. He had no covenant with God. So God appeared to them, and there, I believe there are two times that God brings covenant. He brings covenant. He reveals himself to, to people who don't know him to bring them into covenant. And he reveals himself to those who are already in covenant, revealing more about his character and his nature. He appeared to him at 99 years old. So when God comes to you, you don't have to have circumstances that are favorable. Amen. 99 years old, what can he do? Think about it. I mean, he should be like walking around in the assisted living, you know, playing bingo with the rest of the group at, you know, one o'clock on Saturday afternoons. I mean, seriously. But God appeared to a 99-year-old man because before God does anything in the earth, he establishes his covenant with someone. Because someone has to be the catalyst that will release his purpose into the earth. God saw a nation, but God started with a man. He has to start. He can't start with the many. He has to start with the one. The Bible says in Isaiah 51, he says, God said, when I, when I called Abraham, he was one. Then I blessed him and increased him greatly. He was only one. He was not many nations. 
He was not the nation of Israel that we see right now, which has stood the test of time and surrounded by people who want to wipe it off the map, but nobody can erase Israel because God has a plan and what God has blessed, no man can curse. Is anybody catching what I'm saying today? So you don't have to have conditions that are favorable when God initiates a covenant with you because he provides everything that you need. Verse 2, I will make my covenant between me and you and will multiply you exceedingly. Somebody shout increase. See, what happens is in this covenant is that God increases you. And it is a perpetual increasing. It is a consistent increasing. It is a multiplying. You don't get saved for God to subtract you. When you come into the kingdom of God, God begins to bring multi, not just adding, but multiplication to your life. He will increase you in wisdom. He will increase you in anointing. He will increase you in prosperity. He will increase you in finances. He will increase you in health. He will increase you in favor. He will increase you in love. And he'll increase you with influence. Because God is the source of this thing and not man. The government is not your source. See, we're not sitting and waiting for another stimulus check because we have disconnected from an unrighteous worldly system and we have connected to the system of heaven that cannot fail. Kingdoms will come and go, but the kingdom of God will last forever. And that's the kingdom that you and I are connected with. Man, I'm about ready to run around the room right now. <laughs> Abraham fell on his face. How I many know oh, that was a good response? When the God of Almighty Heaven initiates a covenant with you, it's a good thing to fall on your face and worship. You know, you don't have to just rush out and post it. Come on, put it on Twitter. <laughs> I want to tweet that I just met with God right now. God's looking at you, rolling his eyes like... That was just between you and I, man. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Verse 4, as for me, behold, my covenant is with you, and you shall be a father of many nations. Hence the name changed, Abraham, father of many nations. Because when God comes to you, he changes your name. He changes your identity. He changes not only your nature, but your very identity. That you are not, you, your identity is not the same as it was back in the day. Come on, are you with me? But you have a different identity that, that heaven places upon you. You are no longer just defined by the color of your skin. You are defined by a covenant with God. My covenant with God trumps my skin color, my nationality, my race, everything. It trumps everything because I'm made in the image and likeness of God.
Verse 5, no longer shall your name be called Abram, but your name shall be Abraham, for I've made you a father of many nations. Verse 6, here we go. I will make you exceedingly fruitful. Mm, Exceedingly. See, this is why you and I need to really become fully persuaded in this covenant because we must never be dependent upon this world. Okay? Never dependent, but we have a surplus in our, of, of supply in our lives that we are not trusting in anyone but God and God alone. See, unless your trust is in solely is in God and God alone, you will be dependent on a handout. And you'll get up in the pulpit and say, we're going to, you know, if you don't give, the ministry is going under. Well, then let it go under. Because apparently God's not your source. Now, let me tell you something. We will never go under. And we don't have to beg. Come on, we don't have to borrow. We don't have to put out gospel hints. No, because we know that God will meet our needs exceedingly abundantly above anything we can ask or think. We don't have to trust in man. We don't have to trust in Biden. We don't have to trust in the Republicans. We can trust in God and God alone. I'm not trusting in the White House. I'm not trusting in Congress. I'm not trusting in the Supreme Court because my trust is in God. And when you trust in God, you will never be defeated and you will never be denied. That's the covenant right there. I will make you exceedingly fruitful. I will make nations of you. (laughs) Kings will come out of you. Hallelujah. I will establish my covenant between you and your descendants after you in their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and your descendants after you. God is a covenant-keeping God. This covenant was not meant just to go to you, but it was meant to go to your children. Your children's children, your children's children, your children's children, because God is a God who keeps covenant up to a thousand generations. My wife and I decided to walk in covenant. Our children are walking in covenant. Our grandchildren will walk in covenant and so on and so on until Jesus returns. See, when God called me, I was just a 17-year-old full of anger and rebellion in East St. Louis, Illinois. He called me when I was just 17. I was just one stupid teenager. True. I was lost. I wasn't looking for God. I didn't even want to go to a church because I thought they were all hypocrites. But the Spirit of God got a hold of me at 17. And God began to initiate covenant with me through salvation in Jesus Christ. He called me when I came out of East St. Louis, Illinois. One of the most violent cities in America at one time. And he began to bless me and increase me greatly. 
And the journey continues because his blessings are continually to be exceedingly and abundantly. They are increasing. They are increasing because God promises to take you from glory to glory, from strength to strength, from faith to faith, and from victory to victory. Every day of your life, you will not go backwards in this covenant. Hebrews, let's look over in Hebrews. I got to give you these scriptures because the, the, the scriptures speak for themselves. Right. Hebrews, turn to Hebrews 6, verse 13. I love this one. Oh my gosh. Powerful. Hebrews 6, starting in verse 13, it says, for when God made a promise, another word there for promise is covenant. Everybody shout covenant. So when you say I'm standing on the promises of God, what you're saying is I'm standing on a covenant. The covenant of God. When God made a promise to Abraham because he could swear by no one greater. Catch this. He swore by his own name. Because when a covenant, we're not talking about a contract. See, a contract is something that is temporary. It's man-made. No, a covenant, this covenant is God-made. So there has to be a greater in this transaction and a lesser. But because there's no one greater than God, how many know that? He's the only one sitting on the throne. No one has dethroned him. The devil tried it and got booted out of heaven. Come on, are you with me? Nobody can stand against the God that we serve. Come on, somebody. He swore by his own name because his name is that good. The Bible says that God holds his word high above his name. Because that's how full of integrity and character he is. He swore by his own name. Saying, surely, blessing, I will bless you. And multiplying, I will multiply you. And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. Let me tell you something. You will not die prematurely. You will not die before your time. But, but, no, no, but. What does the word say? You will not die before your time. You will live a long life because God promises you in the covenant that with long life I will satisfy you and show you my salvation. That's covenant talk right there. So when you decide that you want to go to heaven, then you will go. If you want to go at 70, if you want to go at 80, if you want to go at 90, if you want to go at 100, however long you're satisfied, then God will meet that in your life. You're not going to die of cancer. You're not, you're not going to die broke, busted, and disgusted. Your children will serve God. God is doing a miracle in families right now. 
you will, you will not live below the poverty line ever again. The blessings of God are coming upon you and overtaking you right now. So you will never not live in the land of not enough any longer. But from this day on, you will live in the land of more than enough. More than enough. I said you'll live in the land of more than enough from this day on. Come on, somebody, help me. This is, this is the covenant. I'm, I'm giving you covenant talk today. I'm not trying to hype you. I'm not trying to tickle your fancy. This is covenant talk. And either God, either God is not a liar. He either is a truth or he's a liar. Which one is it? Don't come to me and tell me, but well, look what happened. No. What does the word say? What does the word say? What does the word say? That's why even today you can receive healing as I'm speaking right now. You don't need me to lay hands on you. All you need to do is say, Lord, I'm a covenant woman. I'm a covenant man. I take what belongs to me. You have promised me divine health and I take it right now. Your finances can change right now. Let me tell you something. You will never be broke another day in your life. You'll, listen to me. You will never beg another day in your life. You will never be beholden to anyone another day in your life. Because God is your source. I'll never be on food stamps again. And I've been there. I'll never be on government government assistance again. Come on, are you with me? I'm not looking for a stimulus check. I'm looking for the covenant to come upon me and overtake me. And according to your faith, so be it unto you. Not mine, yours. <laughs> according to your faith, so be it unto you. Hallelujah. See, this is what God wants to do in your life. See, God wants to make you his bank in the earth. See, a few people caught that. He wants to make you his bank in the earth. What did he promise? You will be the lender and not the borrower. You will never have to borrow ever again because you as a one who is a tither and a giver, God will make sure that the devourer has been rebuked in your life. He will cause it to come from unknown and known sources. He will cause it to come out of the ground if he has to. (laughs) 
So let me tell you something. If you are a tither and a giver, the windows of heaven are open over your life 24 hours a day. Not just on feast days. Are you with me? No, you came into a covenant with God. Jesus Christ is your perpetual jubilee. So this covenant was not just to be to work on a feast day. And thank God we celebrate those. But this was to work every single day of your life, 365 days a year, 366 days on leap year, every moment of your life, no matter where you come from. covenant two things everything that you have belongs to God let me break it down for a moment everything that means your boat that means your rifles and if you live in Texas that means several guns even the preacher's packet come on somebody you know it baby (laughs) shoot man can't can't let nobody get the drop on you right now you know what I'm saying (laughs) That big old 350, come on. Truck, come on somebody. That dually, whatever it is, it belongs to God. Your bank account belongs to God. Come on, your your family belongs to God. Your business belongs to God. Your life belongs to God. Your time belongs to God. Your talents belong to God. It all belongs to God. So he may require the 10th. But know this, the rest of the 90 belongs to him too. But see, what happens is that when you make that transaction, God does something very supernatural for you. Because when you put him first, he'll put you first. And as the Bible says, he'll cause you to be, he'll, he'll cause you to rise high when everyone's being put down low. See, what's happening right now is what Psalm 75 is talking about. Go read it later, Psalm 75. The the Bible says promotion does not come from the the east or the west or the south. Promotion comes from the Lord. It doesn't come from your job. It doesn't come from your boss. It doesn't come from Washington, D.C. Promotion comes from God. And then the Bible says God raises up one and he sits down another. See, right now, God is promoting people. He's raising people up, and he's sitting people down. He's promoting those who will stand for him, who will not bow to tyranny, who will not bow to sin, who will stand for the living God. God is promoting them, but he's sitting people down. He's telling people, you know what? It's time for you to go sit down in the corner right now because I can't do nothing else with you. Then it says, God, he will cast down the wicked, but he will exalt the righteous. The righteous are being exalted in the earth right now. But the exaltation will not come through someone who is not in covenant with God. And if you're not in covenant with God, you don't know Jesus in a a few short moments. 
you're going to get that chance to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Because unless you're born again, this will not work in your life. I was at Pastor Rodney Howard Brown's at a conference a few months ago. Powerful church ministry that raised up revivalists, going to all the world, power of God just moving. They're raising up 300 multimillionaires in that church right now. Multimillionaires. Multi, and, 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 and some of them are already. But he said one of the things, because that's not the only thing, they're, they're, they, they are going into all the world preaching the gospel, which is the number one mandate right there. But to fulfill that mandate, how many know it takes money? It takes money to bring this gospel. It takes money to buy ambulances in Israel. It takes money to feed the homeless. It takes money. It takes money to put on gospel campaigns and preach the gospel. It takes money. Will you not be holding to anyone and you don't have to borrow any, anything from anyone because you already have a surplus. You already have a surplus. And, you, and, and, and some people may say, well, so, so what's this thing about millionaire? What a millionaire? What's the problem? Well, let me tell you, this is, this is the issue right here. God needs you blessed so you can be a blessing. This is not for you to have the biggest house and, and you know, and, and have a whole car lot of cars. This is not for you to say, look at me. You know, I'm in Forbes magazine. No, this is for you to be blessed, to be a blessing. This is a covenant. I will bless you to be a blessing that all the families of the earth would be blessed. Well, you may say, well, I want enough just for me. That's selfish. That's selfish. I want enough just for me. Well, what about somebody else? Now, this is also the covenant. And I got to finish. And of course, I didn't get through all my message again. Part three. I mean, it's going to have to be. <laughs> Hallelujah. Turn with me to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 28. Deuteronomy 28. I want you to see this. This is. This hit me the other day, and it just it lit me up so much, I just started jumping in my office. I just started jumping around like a madman. I'll read a couple, and then we're going to jump down to just give me one moment. I'm trying to locate where I'm at here. All right, we just start reading. How about that? Now it shall come to pass if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments. How many know the covenant is not automatic? You still have to apply yourself by obedience. Obedience. The obedient are blessed. Not those who look like they're Christians, but those who are actually walking in obedience. Every single day, doing whatever the master tells you to do. I mean, that's the greatest advice I can ever give you right there in a nutshell. 
If you will do everything the Holy Spirit tells you to do, you will never be at lack another day in your life. That's why he's called the spirit of truth. If you observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God, listen to this, this is a promise to every one of you. The Lord will set you high above all nations of the earth. Now we understand that this is for Israel, number one, right? But who are we? We're grafted in. Their covenant is our covenant. Abraham is the father of what? This covenant. The Bible says Abraham is our father, the spiritual father. He established this covenant. We have entered into the same covenant that God gave to Abraham through Jesus Christ. So what God promised them, he's promised you. So another, you could say it this way. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse those who curse you. You. Israel and you. So let no one try to, try to do something in your life that will try to hurt you or destroy you. Because they will have to stand before God. And let me tell you something, their hands are too short to box with him. I will set you high above all nations. And all these blessings, here it is right here, shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Think about it. They will come upon you. Look at it. Meaning they're coming from behind you. Why are they coming from behind you? Because you're not focused on the blessing, you're focused on the Lord. You're seeking first the kingdom of God. You are seeking to be an obedient son and daughter of God. You are willing to do his will and obey his commandments. You're not looking for the blessing. You're looking for the glory of God. You are looking to him. And because you are looking at him and because you're serving and you're giving and you're loving and you're pressing and you're praying and you're fasting and you're being a blessing and you're loving people and you're going after God, all of a sudden the blessings of God will come from behind you and come upon you. Part two. Not only will they come upon you, but they will overtake you. What does it mean to be overtaken? We do it all the time here on the freeways here, here in Dallas-Fort Worth. I mean, every one of us are in the fast lane overtaking someone that's driving slow that's from Portland. Sorry, Pastor Ed. I'm like, this blessed glory... Get out the freaking way. I got, I got a stake to get to. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. You overtake something, that means you pass it up. You, you, you get next to it and then you pass it up. The blessing is so strong that it not only comes upon you, but it begins to pass you up and begin to go into your future where it's waiting for you 
to do whatever it is that God wants you to do. From this day on, the blessings of God will come upon you and overtake you. And they will be in your future waiting for you for whatever project, whatever job, and whatever mission that God gives you. Come on, shout unto God today. They're in the future waiting for you because they're so big. So if there's something you need to do in, 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 in uh, October of this year, it's already waiting for you. You won't have to borrow. You won't have to beg. You won't have to put a hand out because the blessing of God is coming upon you and overtaking you. It's waiting for you in the future where you have a surplus. I said you have a surplus where you have more than enough. You're going to walk in more than enough. You, you're going to like that. You, you got to just pray to ask God what to do with all of it. Serious. Some of you think I'm joking. I'm telling you. You're going to have so much that you're going to say, God, what do I do with this? And the Holy Spirit, he'll tell you this. Pay that house off. Come on. Help that church get their mortgage paid. Come on. Come on. Help buy another ambulance for someone in this. Come on, somebody. Do this. Do that. Help that ministry. Sow to that person. Buy them a car. Not a used one, a brand new one. Are you ready? I'm telling you, it's coming upon you and overtaking you. And some of you already, you're seeing it right now. And it is multiplying. The wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just. I'm going to say it again. The wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just people of God. Because the righteous men and women of God know what to do with it. We're not going to squander it. Come on. We're not going to consume it on our lust. Yes, we'll be blessed. But we will always be a blessing. Every day of our lives. You will always, you will be a blessing every day of your life. Because of the blessing of God that is overtaking you. You will always be a blessing. God said, I will not alter my covenant. I will not alter the promise that has gone out of my mouth. That means it cannot be broken. Why? Because he swore by his own name. He swore to you that he would never break his covenant. That God would have to die before that covenant is broken. How many know God cannot die? You say, well, look at Jesus. He died. <laughs> yeah. Because no man took his life. He gave it freely. He was still in control. Come on, are you with me? <laughs> no man takes my life. I lay it down. 
He had the power to lay it down, and he had the power to pick it back up. Come on, are you with me? And this is the God who has sworn to you that these things and many more you will live and operate in in your life right now, July 2021. And there is nothing that can stop you. Sickness can't stop you. Lack can't stop you. Tyranny can't stop you. I don't care what the globalists are doing. They can't stop the church of Jesus Christ. God said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. I don't care what a man does. I don't care what a wicked man does. He cannot stop you. The devil cannot stop you. Because in this covenant, you have authority over the devil himself. The devil is under your feet. See? See, what happens in this covenant, I'm, got, I'm about to be done. There is an exchange that happens. It's a divine exchange. You get God's name. And help me know his name is good. He said, I call you by my name. He begins to give you his authority. And not only that, he gives you his authority, but he gives you his weapons. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God for the pulling down, come on, of strongholds. I got the weapons of God. These weapons are superior to any weapon that could come against me. That's why he said, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. That's why he said that. That's covenant talk. He gave you his weapons. He gave you his weapons of people just sitting home, still meeting on Zoom. Haven't even come to a church in a year and a half. Shame on you. Come on, somebody. You go to Whataburger. Come on. Sit in there. Come on. You go shopping, but don't even come to church. Covenant people show up for church. They show up for battle. They show up for war. They show up to report. They show up for business. They don't stay home in their chonies eating flaming hot Cheetos. The warriors show up. And that's why you're here. Because you are a warrior in these end times. Let me read a few more of this and we're going to stop. Verse 3. Blessed shall you be in the city. Wherever you live. Plano. Bedford. Arlington. Mansfield. McKinney. Come on. Fort Worth. Dallas, come on, 
Oak Cliff, glory to God. Wherever you live, you'll be blessed. Blessed in the city, blessed in the country. Come on, are you with me? Blessed shall the fruit of your body, the produce of your ground. Even your land will be blessed. Your, fi- your flowers will be blessed. Your grass and trees will be blessed. Your herds will be blessed if you have herds and cattle. And if you don't, your pet cattle be blessed. Your pet rock will be blessed. Come on. Your pet parakeet will be blessed. That means your dogs will live long. They won't have hip dysplasia. They won't die of cancer. They won't have these illnesses that many of them have in their bloodline. Because the blessing on you comes on your animals. That's important to me because I'm a dog person. I love animals. We just got another puppy. Got three dogs running around the house. I feel like I'm in a, I'm in a doggone zoo. I love all three of them. And the cats, too. I mean, think of it. Three dogs and two cats. I mean, we have to vacuum like every six hours. Seriously. That's why I need land. So let me tell you something real quickly. (laughs) This covenant means that you need to be a landowner. Because God promises land to his people. Because there are people that are in this world don't want you to have land. They They want you to stay in debt. They want you to be dependent upon the government. It's all the devil's plan, but he uses men to do it. But it's all from him. It's, you know, he, he's a liar. They don't want you to have land. Don't want you to own anything. Want you to be dependent upon the government. Come on. Always looking for a handout and always in debt. This covenant disconnects you from that unrighteous system. Well, you are no longer in debt. You have more than enough. You own your home, our homes. You own your vehicles. You own your own land. And nobody can do anything about it. You have your own surplus. And some of you may even even own your own banks. Well, we are beholding to no one. That's the covenant. That's a part of the covenant. So you got to start thinking like this and seeing like this. You may not be there yet, but you got to get this in your spirit, in your mind, and in your spirit. You got to begin to see it. You got to begin to meditate on this word. You got to get this down in you. Because when it gets down in you, then you'll begin to see the manifestation. You'll begin to see it. You'll begin to see these things begin to materialize in your life. And guess what? God will make sure it happens. Everybody stand all over the building. (sighs) 
What caused three million people to come out of 400 years of slavery in Egypt? Covenant. Come on up, worship team. Thank you. Don't play anything yet, though. Covenant. When they began to cry out to God, guess what? Heaven heard the cries of his people. God heard the cries of his people. And God began to raise up a deliverer. God will always hear and respond to the cries of his people. What caused? Abraham. Abram. To become not only wealthy, but the father of many nations. The promise God gave to him in Genesis, we see the fulfillment of it right now when we look at Israel. Every single day. Some of us have stepped on Israeli salt. We've walked on it. We see what God has done. And God has not done with Israel. He never will be. Why? Because he promised. He promised. He made a promise that he would do what he would do. And he has done it for thousands of years. Why? Because of covenant. What caused 12 men in the book of Acts and throughout the New Testament to literally turn the world upside down with the gospel of Jesus Christ? Covenant. So my question to you is this. What will you accomplish in your life with this covenant God has given you? What will God do in you and through you? Because of covenant. That's why you got to begin to think big. I like to say it this way. You have to think big in small places. Because that's where many of us come from. Some of us didn't come from wealth. We didn't come from a flu. We didn't come from any of the things. I mean, we barely had a nickel in our pocket. But remember what I said, the scripture said, when I called you, you were one man. And then I blessed you and increased you greatly. Come on, come on. Because of covenant. You don't have to have a thing. And I like to say it this way, the way Leroy Thompson says. You're not broke. You have a seed. But, but. I can barely, but, I can, but, no, no, there ain't no buts in this covenant. You know, I don't care what Sir Mix-a-Lot said. <laughs> I'm sorry, I digressed. <laughs> Some of you are going to go on YouTube, so who is Sir Mix-a-Lot? Yeah, okay. Proceed with caution. <laughs> when he calls you, you're one. But guess what? He's blessing you and increasing you greatly that all the families of the earth will be blessed. 
That's the goal right there. That men and women all over the world will come into covenant with an almighty God who loves every one of them and sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for them. Every head, body, every eye closed just for a moment. We're almost done. Father, I just thank you for what you're doing here today. If, there, if you have never given your life to Jesus Christ today and those that are watching, if you have never given your life to Christ, but today you sense the Spirit of God dealing with your heart, you know there's a tugging on the inside of you. You may not be able to put it in words, but you feel something different in this place and you feel the compelling voice of God drawing you to himself. What he did for me at 17, he will do for you. I was lost. I was so lost. Broken, empty, searching, until somebody told me that Jesus loved me and I still didn't receive it. The Spirit of God got a hold of me over a period of time. And I opened up my heart and gave my life to Jesus Christ. And I have never looked back from that day. Yeah, you know, I've had struggles and, you know, life hasn't been everything that, uh, that I've always wanted it to be. But God has been so good to me. He has never left me, never forsake me. He called me when I was one. And then he began to bless me and increase me greatly. And it continues. The God that saved me is the one that can save you today. He can deliver you. You may be broken right now. Your heart may be ripped apart. But the love of God can put your heart back together today. If that's you and you want to give your life to Jesus Christ, I want you to slip up your hand right now and put it back down. Real quickly, all over the building. Just put it up and put it back down. I see that hand. I see that hand. God bless you. Anyone else, just put it up and put it back down. I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. Maybe you've never given your life to him ever. This is the first time, but you want to before you leave this place. You want to be right with God. Just slip it up and put it back down. Anyone else, all over the building. Anyone that's watching by stream in your home, God will meet you right where you are. There is no distance in his love. There is no distance in prayer. God will touch you just as he would someone here as you are in your own home. Those who raised your hands, I want you to look at me for a moment. Did you mean that? Over here. Some, did you mean that over here? Did you raise your hand? Those who raised your hands, I want you to come and meet me at this altar right now. I want to pray with you. Just come out of your seat. And just come and stand with me as we come to the close of this service. If you raise your hand, I want you to be bold and come down. I want to pray with you right now in the name of Jesus. Come out of your seat quick as you can and come. Just come on down right now. Come on down. Just give them a clap. Just come on down. Just come. Don't be ashamed. Raise You raise your hand. Come down and receive Jesus. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to embarrass you. God bless you, sir. Come on down. There are others that raised your hand. Don't hold back. There are others that raised your hand. I saw you. And God saw you. Come on down right now. We'll wait for you. If you know someone who needs to come down here, say, I'll walk with you. Invite, invite them to come with you right now. Jesus made a public sacrifice for you. 
He didn't do it in a corner. He did it for everyone to see. Make a public confession of your faith to him today. Come on down. If you don't want me to touch you, I'm not going to put my hands on you, but I will pray with you. Just come on down. We're going to wait for you. Serious, we got a minute. We're going to wait for you. If you know someone here who may not know Jesus, so you stand beside, ask him, do you know the Lord? Would you, would you pray with me? Would you walk with me down here to give your life to Jesus? Ask him right now. Be bold. You see, well, do you know Jesus? Would you like to receive him today? Go ahead. Yeah, keep playing, guys. We're just going to give it a moment. Would you guys just go ahead and just sing something real quickly? Cause, and, and we're just going to just take a moment for people. If you are a backslider and away from God, and you want to rededicate your life to Jesus, I invite you to come right now. Go ahead, guys.
guys, just hold on for a second. Those that are watching, I want to do this real quickly. There are those that are watching that want to give your life to Christ. Pray this with me. Everyone, let's pray. Father, thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross for me. I believe you are the Son of God. I believe you died on the cross for my sin. Jesus, I invite you into my life to be my Lord and Savior. I give my life to you. Jesus, you died for me. Today, I live for you. Satan, get out of my life. Get out of my mind. Get out of my body. Get out of my home. Get out of my life. I close the door on you, and I open my heart to Jesus. And I thank you, Lord, for giving your life for me. Today, I give my life for you and to you for the rest of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen.